Welcome to the BFA International Audio Blog. This is your host and friend, Keith Johnson, an ambassador of God's time, his clock. God's Torah, his word, and God's tetragrammaton, his four-letter, personal, powerful, and profound name. We at Biblical Foundations Academy are committed to inspiring people around the world to build a biblical foundation for their faith. So let's get this audio blog started. Uh, We were led, you know, we were led to add the word international to our name in 2012. And an international opportunity came along in 2013 to travel to China to teach in Hong Kong and mainland China on what is commonly called in the Western world, the Lord's Prayer. Uh, Most of the rest of the world, however, call it the Our Father Prayer, based on the first words of the prayer, Avinu, or in many different languages, it starts out Our Father. Uh, While there, we launched our BFAInternational.com website atop the Great Wall of China, and it was awesome. It is amazing. If you haven't gotten a chance to see what happened, you can go to the About page, and you'll get a chance to see that short video for where we launched the uh, international website that you're presently listening to this audio blog on. I even blew a shofar up there, and that was uh, (laughs) hilarious. (laughs) People from around the world were up there, and they're wondering, what in the heck is going on? So I got a chance to do that, and that really did start an amazing opportunity for us in that we have now, in the last 16 months, we've reached into 160 countries. (laughs) Is that not amazing? Voila. The word international was not added for public relations, but rather with purpose and mission in mind. Thus, I've decided to add some international news into the BFA International Audio Blog Mix. I've looked for a news agency that is uh, international in focus, but would give our exclusive audio blog listeners a quick update. I have settled on the BBC, (laughs) maybe because they have three letters like the BFA. (laughs) Who knows? But here's a quick international news update for June 20th, 2014. Just in case you listen to this audio blog, you know, way off into the future. Hello, you're watching BBC World News with me, David Eads. The headlines, unverified reports from Ukraine say the government has regained control of the border with Russia. It comes as President Poroshenko prepares to announce a peace plan he hopes will end the unrest in eastern regions. The US says it's sending 300 military advisers to Iraq, but no combat troops. The White House said they'd be working alongside the Iraqi military to help push back the insurgency by Sunni jihadist fighters. Conflicts in Syria, Central Africa and South Sudan have fueled a sharp increase in refugee numbers, according to new figures from the UN. More than 50 million people were displaced in 2013. That's the highest figure since World War II. And in World Cup news, England faced an early exit from the competition after they lost to Uruguay 2-1. Colombia, though, beat Ivory Coast 2-1. And Japan and Greece drew 0-0. Those are the headlines. Well, there you have the news. There's so many people uh, that we uh, interact with. Some of them are very news savvy. Others of them don't watch any news or listen to any news. And to be honest, I think that there's got to be a balance. And so one minute, I think, is my compromise. Hopefully you won't be too offended, you non-news folks. And those that like more news, you'll uh, get just enough to keep listening. Uh, I I am uh, not a big soccer fan. And so I really am not too concerned about who's in and who's out, Uh, you know, but I will say this, it is kind of interesting that the uh, the favorites are being eliminated and the underdogs are barking. <laughs> uh, but, you know, more than that, we need to know what's happening around the world. And I'll give you a perfect example. There was a kidnapping 
about a week ago uh, from now. And now most of the world does know. But there were people in the first few days that had no idea about what had taken place in Israel. I think part of the reason is, at least for those that are in the United States, is, uh, you know, when the United States decides to back a new, quote unquote, unity government between Fatah and Hamas. And then you have Hamas calling for kidnappings. And then a couple days later, Three young shoots, as I call them, tender shoots. If you haven't gotten a chance to hear or to read the uh, the article about uh, watering God's uh, garden with blood, I wrote about this, uh, and, and there's been a, quite a response. But, you know, for Hamas to call for kidnappings and then there to be a kidnapping, of course, the United States um, kind of found themselves between a difficult situation because here they're saying we're going to back this, quote, unquote, unity government and then uh, this organization that is a terrorist organization. And, you know, I'm, I'm almost thinking I should do uh, an audio blog just on on the significance of of names, Hamas, which means violence. You can go to Wikipedia and it'll say it means something like enthusiasm or something. But the word Hamas, we find it in the Bible that the worth where the world was filled with Hamas violence. And so here you got an organization uh, that is committed to wiping Israel off the face of the, the the map in the United States, saying, "Yeah, we're still going to back the Fatah and the Hamas unity government." And you wonder why these young young people are are, are are kidnapped and how many kidnappings were actually foiled uh, by Israeli security. They say it was in the dozens in just the last few months. So we continue to pray uh, for those young folks. Unfortunately, as I mentioned, there are people who don't realize what's happening in the world. So they were not aware of the situation. And so uh, it's taken a few days for the world now to realize this is a really serious situation. Of course, in Israel, they're responding uh, with full force, and it's probably going to escalate uh, sooner rather than later. Uh, hopefully, these young men will be brought back to their homes, and there will be some continuation, at least discussion, about what peace looks like. But I don't think peace uh, with compromise is going to work, and that is another discussion. Let me move on. I will tell you this. I felt like for the last uh, few months, actually, but I've mentioned the last few days, I almost felt like the the earth was spinning faster than normal. <laughs> and I said, does anyone else? I went to Facebook and asked a question. I said, does anybody else feel like the earth is spinning faster? I couldn't believe it. How many people said, yes, 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 I feel it. And so for me, one of the things I like to do is, I mean, that was kind of like a, a quick a response, you know, hearing the news, seeing what's going on, looking over at Israel, have an eye on Israel, an eye on the United States. We've got an eye on Iraq. We've got an eye on, uh, you know, Africa. We've got, you know, when you look at all that stuff, it just feels like things are spinning out of control. But there were some folks who took me seriously and said, Keith, yes, we do know that the earth is spinning because the days are going to be shorter. So I did what I normally like to do, did a little research, and I came up with this, uh, a number of different opinions uh, about this issue. But I did find one thing I'd like to read. It, it says this. <clears throat> uh, yes, the earth is slowing down. S- slowing down. I thought it was speeding up. This is a person is responding. It says it's slowing down due to a transfer of Earth's rotational momentum to the moon. God's clock. Orbital momentum as tidal friction slows the Earth's rotation. That increase in the moon's speed is causing it to slowly recede from Earth about four centimeters per year, increasing its orbital period and the length of a month as well. To picture what is happening, imagine yourself riding a bicycle on a track built around a merry-go-round. You're riding in the same direction that it is turning. If you have a lasso and rope one of the horses, hor- horses, did someone say horse? Yeah, who is uh, who's going to saddle up with us with the uh, BFA summer bonanza? Um, okay, sorry about that, people. People are already responding. And, and uh, Where were we again? Okay, so 
if you have a last, by the way, have you guys gotten a chance to see what's happening last week at the BFA Summer Bonanza? You've got to find out because this is this is significant. But, but back to the point. If you have a lasso and a rope and you rope one of the horses, you would gain speed and the merry-go-round would would lose some uh, lose some of its, you know, um, rotational spin. Uh, <clears throat> it says in, in in this analogy, you and your bike represent the moon. The merry-go-round is the rotating earth and your lasso is gra- gravity. In orbital mechanics, a gain in speed results in a higher orbit. The slowing rotation of the Earth results in a longer day as well as a longer month. Now, this is where it gets really interesting. Once the length of a day equals the length of a month, the tidal friction mechanism will cease, i.e., once your speed on the track matches the speed of the horses. (laughs) Did I just hear the word horses? Woo! Here we go, guys. (laughs) Summer Bonanza is in full swing. Back to the point. Once your speed on the track matches the speed of the horses, you can't gain any more speed with your lasso trick. That's been projected to happen once the day and month both equal about 47 current days, billions of years in the future. And then there's a statement that says, if the earth and the moon still exist, the moon's distance will have increased to about 135% of its current value. That's the response to my little scientific, uh, non-scientific scientific statement saying, does anybody else feel like the earth is spinning faster? What I really was saying is it seems like things are a bit spinning out of control in the earth. But from a scientific standpoint, we're actually getting a slowdown of, uh, uh, of, of the earth. Now, <clears throat> here's what I'd like to do. Uh, I have been thinking a lot. About, well, let me give you this. I, I really think this. Uh, just when I, when I was really de- ready to declare uh, that possibly that the days are, are becoming shorter, uh, I, I realized something. I, I think I must just be getting older. In fact, you can probably hear it in my voice. <clears throat> I'm, I'm, uh, I'm getting older. I've still got the energy. I still got the excitement. But it seems to me that uh, the older I get, I've got to work harder. Uh, and whereas when I was, you know, 23, 24, I don't know if you guys saw my, my really cool picture that I put up when I was a track guy running. This was just before I went to Israel. If you didn't get a chance to see that, maybe I will put it up. Now, probably not. But you know, the older that you get, things tend to slow down. And maybe that's exactly what's happening uh, with the earth. The older that it's getting, it's it's possibly slowing down. Uh, but here's what I'd like to do in this in this BFA audio blog. I, I'd like to do a little something I've been thinking about. And that tends to be why I do the audio blogs. The reason I wanted to do the audio blog is I wanted to have a chance uh, to share with people at least once a week or so uh, in terms of what I've been thinking about, what I pray through, what's been something that has been been, been rolling around in my head. And, and, and in the last uh, few months, there have been so many things that have happened. Tried to keep people up to date with the audio blog, tried to keep people up to date with our videos, tried to keep people up to date with social media. But this is a chance for me to actually slow down a little bit and talk to you, our faithful listeners. And so um, one of the things I've been dealing with is, is the issue of perspective. Uh, some folks will call this a discussion on optimism versus pessimism. I think I want to talk about it from a little different uh, perspective. I, I'm going to do something what I call the, the BFA International Audio Blog Biblical Brick of the Week. <laughs> I like that. It's the Biblical Brick of the Week. It's the BFA Biblical Brick of the Week, which I'm going to try to make available when I do uh, do an audio blog. And it's going to be something regarding a scripture and what I'm thinking about. Now, the reason that I've been inspired about this is that I've been uh, invited about now about a month ago to write for uh, Breaking Israel News, 
And I have now written four op-eds for them. And actually, I got to just say, it's been amazing. Uh, Each of those op-eds have grown larger and larger in terms of audience. In fact, the last one that I wrote, Watering God's Garden with Blood, uh, at last check after only three days, there were 900 plus shares. And I received a phone call, an email actually from the editor within the first 24 hours saying that they were very, very blessed. The response was amazing, both in their office and with the readers that they had so many people that had read the article. I encourage you to do it if you haven't. I sent an email earlier this week, very rare second, two emails in one week, but that was because it was a very urgent prayer request. And we're still praying for the return of those three uh, students that were kidnapped uh, by somebody, uh, more than likely coordinated by Hamas. We don't 100% know. Uh, Netanyahu is convinced that it's Hamas, and he probably knows a little bit more than the media folks out there being that he's the prime minister and deals daily with the IDF. So I'm going to give you what I call a little bit of a biblical brick of the week uh, in response to this thing that I've been been thinking about. Um, usually people put up a picture of a glass and they say, is the glass half empty or is the glass half full? As if there are only two options. I tend to always look for what might be the other options, what might be the other ways of looking at something where there even may be a different perspective. And that's exactly what I want to do through this opportunity to share a little verse, a little passage with you. And uh, this passage actually gives me a, a third option for how to look at a glass that has water according to the half full, half empty theory. First Kings chapter 17, verse one. Now, Elijah, the Tishbite, who was of the settlers of Gilead. <laughs> I, I, did you hear? You know, listen, if you read the article, you'll understand why that catches my attention. I don't think people that are presently living in the land of Israel, anywhere in the land of Israel, uh, are settlers. I think that they're plants being planted by God. And, uh, and a lot of the reasons that they're called settlers is because of politics, partition plans, uh, declarations, uh, solutions that are problems. Let me continue. Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the settlers of Gilead, said to Ahab, as the Lord, the God of Israel lives before whom I stand, surely there shall be neither dew nor rain these years except by my word. Again, first Kings chapter 17, verse one, continuing. The word of the Lord came unto him, saying, go away from here and turn eastward and hide yourself by the brook Cherith, which is east of the Jordan. It shall be that you will drink of the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to provide for you there. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord. And by the way, you all, I'm reading from the NASB. I'm not reading from the uh, KJV, which is the Keith Johnson version, or the SBV, the Scripture Bites version. If I was, I would probably give you some more of the original words. But I'm trying to reach people that are inside, outside, no left, no right, people that are from a number of backgrounds. And so if they were to open up their NASB, I want them to be able to read it as it is there. In that version, 17.4, it shall be that you will drink of the brook and I have commanded the ravens to provide for you there. Continuing, so he went and did according to the word of the Lord for they went and lived by the brook of Cherith, uh, which is east of the Jordan. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening and he would drink from the brook. I love that. Continuing 17.7, it happened after a while that the brook dried up because there was no rain in the land. Then the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and stay there. Behold, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. 
So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, a widow was there gathering sticks. And he called unto her and said, please get me a little water in a jar that I may drink. Now, I'm thinking if I'm uh, uh, a God, maybe I'd send, uh, you know, Elijah to a rich man who's living in Jerusalem. Or maybe I'd send him to uh, uh, one of the, the princes or maybe I'd send him to one of the, the, the people that are connected in the court who have the resources. He says, no, I'm going to send you Elijah to a widow. And the widow is not in a good situation. And so think about Elijah. Maybe he looked and thought to himself, now, is this a half empty or half filled glass? I don't think he did that. I think what he did is he went according to what God was calling him to. And he expected provision for the vision for the word of the Lord had come and said, this is where you go. So he goes. So he he finds this widow and it says that he says, uh, please get me a little water. In a jar. When he says a little water, I'm thinking, is he like, get me, get me half a, a glass? And then I'll know it's half full or half empty. No, he said, give me a little water in the jar that I may drink. And as she was going to get it, he called her and said, and by why, while you're at it, please bring me a piece of bread in your hand. Now the butt comes. And she says, as the Lord your God lives, I have no bread, only a handful of flour in the bowl and a little oil in the jar. And behold, I'm gathering a few sticks that I may go and prepare for me and my son that we may eat it and die. Then Elijah said unto her, do not fear, go do as you have said, but make me a little bread cake from it first and bring it out to me. And afterward, you may make one for yourself and for your son. For thus says the Lord God of Israel, the bowl of flour shall not be exhausted. Nor shall the jar of oil be empty until the day that the Lord sends rain on the face of the earth. Do you hear that? Do you think Elijah's thinking half full, half empty? He's not thinking that. And even the fact of the matter is the lady even says it ain't even half full. I got one little bit left and then I'm going to die. He said, now, here's what I want you to do. Make some for me first. Then make some for you and your son. And until he finally brings rain, daily bread is going to be in your mouth. (laughs) Half full, half empty. I think there's a different perspective. It says this. So she went and did according to the word of Elijah. And she and her household ate for many days. The The bowl of flour was not exhausted, nor did the jar of oil become empty. According to the word of the Lord, which he spoke through Elijah. I want to I want to take a a minute with this little uh, BFA uh, biblical brick of the week, (laughs) because I've been thinking about this. I will be honest with you. We uh, last week we started this uh, this 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 summer bonanza. And and when we did, I have to be honest with you, it wasn't half full or half empty. It was down like it, you know, down there at the. (laughs) We all felt like the widow. I mean, in other words, hey, this is all we got left. We got to do something. And in the last few days, it's been amazing because rather than me looking at whether the glass is half empty or half full, I have taken a completely different perspective. Now, what if we look at the glass from above? Then you can't measure how much water is in there, right? Thus, this is my approach. Turn on that music. <laughs> no, turn the music. Don't turn the music on. Let me say something. What do you mean look at the glass from above? If I look at the glass from above, I cannot measure how much water is in there. 
I can just see that there is a container, a vessel. I can just see there's provision. I don't know how much is there. I don't know when it's there, how much. All I know is it's there. But if I look from above, I don't get into measuring how much water is there. And that's the approach that I'd like to take regarding the half full, half empty philosophy. If it's coming from above, it can be daily bread. And that's the approach that I'm going to take going forward. We are trying. I mean, we've got some things, you all, that I have mentioned in the last week that I, that I don't even mind saying in complete humility, but with excitement. These are going to be eye opening uh, projects already. We're seeing that when people get a chance to get a glimpse of what we're doing, they get very excited. And for those of you that have already responded, I am uh, overwhelmed uh, with, 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 thank, with thankfulness. But I know there's some people that still don't understand. There's even been a little confusion when we use the word shares. There's some people saying, well, you're a, a, a public company. What, what's the re- rate of return? And, and, and what, what am I going to get from? Hey, guys, it, it was a concept. It was an image. It was a picture. The idea that you would get a chance to share in the ministry. And as a result of you sharing in the ministry, we would have the resources to complete the first half of an amazing uh, <laughs> uh, series of things that we need to get ready. These, these, these things are not even dealing with our present uh, daily uh, budget issues. This has to do with projects that you can specifically see from start to finish. In fact, I want more people that I can share with uh, to get their input. I'd love to have a group of folks that I can send some of this information to so that they can respond and I can get your input as we're, as we're going forward. But let me just say this. Uh, my approach is that we uh, have water. How much water? I'm not going to focus on that. How long will it last? I don't know. All I know from looking above, from above, I think about vision and provision and that God has provided us water for now. I am prayerfully hoping there are some widows out there. And when I say widows, I'm not speaking specifically as categorically widows, but for the philosophy that might say, you know what? Uh, You know, I'm not sure exactly how much he's providing for me. I'll tell you something. I believe that what God has done in this story is not only did he provide for the prophet Elijah, and I'm not calling myself a prophet by any no, no stretch in the imagination, but in terms of being sent and called for the vision and the mission that God has given us, we're definitely doing that. And that there are people out there that I'm sure it would be great if we'd have been in the house of some kings or queens and some you know very rich people that could just write a check. But for the most part, the people that we deal with are people that are struggling just like us on a daily bread basis. And I say that in sensitivity. I hope that those of you that are listening will prayerfully consider if it's just one share, when we take that is as if it's uh, the whole amount. Why? Because it's by faith. Those of you that can come alongside, we definitely want you to uh, to experience uh, the provision that God will uh, give to us. So that's it on that right now. I mean, I'm going to try throughout the summer to give you an update uh, if you if you go to the projects page, you'll see exactly what we have. We're actually putting up some little videos so you can see a little bit more about what we're doing. And I hope that you'll prayerfully do that for those who want a little something more, a little bit deeper than the uh, biblical <laughs> brick of the week. <laughs> go to uh, watch the scripture bites. We are we're, we're putting together uh, a chance to go deeper in scripture study and, and scripture bites is a very engaging way for us to do that. Uh, in fact, we have uh, the first one up. It's a beta version. Go in, make your comments. We want to hear as much as possible. And if we're able to get the resources that we need, we're going to be able to upload more of those throughout um, as we go through the summer. Produce even more of them, upload more of them, and get people uh, involved. The other two projects, very clear, right on time, and a behind-the-scenes documentary regarding the prayer. 
on the Temple Mount. It's going to cause a stir, as I like to say. It's going to cause a stir with the secular and the sacred power brokers around the world who must maintain the status quo. Somebody say, <laughs> uh-oh. <laughs> in fact, the Freedom to Pray movement is growing. There has been, in the last few weeks, an amazing amount of increase of people that have gone to the Temple Mount. In fact, today, I was reading an article about a Canadian minister who is a Sikh who actually went there and there was this amazing article I don't know maybe I'll get it up um, put it as a link for you to uh, to see just what's happening in his call for there to be an openness for prayer for people from all over the nations to come and to pray on the Temple Mount this documentary brings you behind the scenes to see some things and some things that I did and some things that happened that that I caught on camera and I think the story and the message is a is a is a, is a right on time message uh, also, the series Right on Time, which we, we're working diligently on. Unfortunately, we're not able to continue working on that until we're able to get the resources. But we'd like to have that ready before the beginning of the seventh month. Now, let me just say this. This is an amazing opportunity for me. Those of you that have been listening these last 21 weeks, we're going to continue to grow this audio blog uh audience we've got writings that are going on we've got videos that are going on we've got all sorts of things that are going on I want to tell you I appreciate the fact that you take the time to listen I don't think it's just half empty half full I think there's a different perspective and that is that the one who provides all things if we look from his perspective it's it's unlimited what he can do so uh, we see you as vessels Uh, we believe he's using you Uh, as a part of those that we're trying to reach and those that will help us reach others around the world. We have so much more to share, but you know what time it is. And that is simply this. If you keep reading, if you keep watching, if you keep listening, if you keep praying, and if you keep sharing, we will keep working.